0: This is Tom Jacobs from TDJacobs.com. And this uh, MP3 is inspired today because I hate intolerance. I'm kind of kidding. We're going to talk about uh, we, you and I. Are, I'm going to talk about retrograde Mars and Scorpio. And I'm also going to um, talk about how I hate intolerance. And um, do a little bit of a Donald Trump karmic profile. I think that we should all call him T-Rump, like T-Rex, but T-Rump. The other day on Facebook, I posted something, and the T was in parentheses. Anyway, um, he has a soul, like all other souls. And he's therefore, in a spiritual way, just like you and me. But the job that his soul has uh, taken on in this life, the path of evolution, of learning to go from fear, hate, despair, depression, anger into love, faith, compassion, forgiveness—that's what—that's the divine journey each of us is on. His particular path, you know, is a really obvious one, uh, for different reasons, and he's an example of some wonderful things that I'm going to uh, explain a little later. Um, first, I'm going to list all the things about intolerance that I hate. Uh, first, I'm going to talk about retrograde Mars and Scorpio. Now, now we're, we're, we never get used to Mars retrograde. Mercury retrograde happens for, you know, about three weeks, three times a year. And people talk about it, we learn about it, you know. Uh, and the Mars retrograde thing happens every couple of years. Like Venus retrograde happens every couple of years. We never really get used to it. So when it comes up and it happens for... I believe it's like, you know, six-ish weeks, but of course there's a kind of a prefigured period and an after-figured kind of shadow period. Um, But for those weeks, we may find forward motion not possible. So Mars is about beginning things. It's about visceral, unmediated inspiration, physical activity, desire sexuality. It's about boundaries and saying yes and no. You know, what I want versus what I don't want, yes and no. And so when it is retrograde, we have to rethink those things. It doesn't work well. Our normal ways of doing things don't really work that well. So Mars stationed in early Sagittarius and then went retrograde. And it was not that far away from Saturn in Sagittarius. And so there's a lot of emphasis a few months ago on a double emphasis. Well, now Saturn is still retrograding in Sagittarius. There's a lot of emphasis on what you believe and why, what you think is happening, what you expect is happening, and then what you're doing about it. Mars and Saturn are the doing planets. Mars begins and Saturn finishes. And both being retrograde in Sagittarius for a time, you know, Things, some things are up in the air. You have to figure out the right way to do things, the right reasons to do things, especially when Mars is retrograde. You have to check your motivations. It occurs to me I don't do on SoundCloud a lot of astrology stuff uh, these days because I save most of it for subscribers to my monthly service. So if you're interested in how I pick this apart and how I layer this, realize that There are hours every month of amazing material available to subscribers to my service. You can go to tdjacobs.com, look for the subscription uh, button on the right, and you can read about that, subscribing monthly or yearly. Each month there are videos on all the planetary stuff. Not forecasty. Not, this is what happens on Tuesday the 17th and Wednesday the 18th. Not that. That's very kind of Piscean-age stuff. What I'm doing is teaching you to think astrologically. So, I'll tell you the Mercury story for the month, the Venus story for the month, and you can get to really, really get to know the archetypes and how things are interacting with each other. So, anyway, um, Mars retrograde in Sagittarius makes you check your motivations and your beliefs and why you're doing things. And it goes back into Scorpio. And whenever something retrogrades from Sagittarius to Scorpio, there is a deepening, unearthing digging in the soil process that must happen, that will happen. Mars is how we defend ourselves. What we might need to defend ourselves against. Again, as I said, yes and no. Attraction, repulsion. There's a huge element of Mars in there. Mars in Scorpio, the big thing is to realize what the real reason behind what you want. The real reason behind what you hate. What you need to defend yourself against. What you cannot deal with. With Mars retrograding in Scorpio, it would not be uncommon if one found oneself periodically irritable and it looks like it's about this thing but then it's really about something else. So the strategy for these weeks when Mars is retro in Scorpio is to check our reactivity but pay attention to our feelings. So don't stuff it, don't not react, don't, you know, but kind of ground it, stay in your body, realize that external factors, external stimulation is only triggering you. There is a deeper thing under the surface, Scorpio. Deeper psychological motivations, hidden emotional triggers that you will do anything you can to defend yourself against having to feel against having to feel disempowered or lose control of yourself that's a huge motivation with Scorpio is control you know Scorpio energy can get a bad rap when it's that other person because that person is controlling but the reason Scorpio energy might try to control a, another person is because of a deep fear that one cannot control the self the answer is not in control or not control. You know, it's not in, not, it's not in uh, being controlling or losing control. That's a false dichotomy, but that's what Scorpio thinks. It's a bigger story, but, but um, the point here is what you're reacting to, you think you know why, but you might not. So dig under the surface. So I hate intolerance. This actually comes from, it's, uh, this comes from the English language, but this idea for this podcast came from uh, just getting I, I'm a, getting out of my car and driving and listening to NPR, the news. I, if you guys have followed me for years, you know that I have an off and on relationship with listening to uh, news media of all kinds, even NPR. And I'm in an on phase right now where for a long time I listened to podcasts but did not listen to anything in a vehicle, no radio in a car. And then the podcast started to be filled with so many ads, sponsorship things and other podcast suggestions for the podcasts. I was like, "No. Fuck this. I'm not doing this." So now I'm back to periodic listening some in the car as I go. And I found myself last week, maybe it was 7 to 10 days ago, hearing things that Trump was saying or doing, T-rump was saying or doing and being mad. And I was like, that's interesting. Why am I mad about that? Why does that make me mad? And then I was like, lies make me mad. And I was like, I hate liars. And I have this like, you know, kind of petty, ungrounded response of like, I hate lies and liars. And it's just not true, this part of me said, like, emphatically. It's 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 just it's just not true. And um, it's not T Rue. And so anyway, I, I noticed that over the course of, I think, three days, and then I kind of came out of that space just for other reasons, doing other things, and now I'm thinking about this morning, why was I angry? And it's all about this Mars and Scorpio retrograde. So um, whatever it was, it was not him. It was not his lies. It was just this, my reactivity because of something under the surface about truth that I'm working on. So that's that. I also thought for a while to do a comic profile of, um, of, of Trump. I've been thinking about that for a long time. But um, then I was going to make a podcast, just a, an MP3 that said, look, all you need to know about him is that he's a liar, he has no backbone. Then I was like, wait a minute, because I remember hearing in an interview a, a, a woman in Mexico City saying that Trump is the American Hitler. And I was like, no, 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 no. He, he, he Don't be afraid of Trump because he's like Hitler. He is actually nothing like Hitler because Trump has no conviction. So then I was going to make a podcast about that, and then I was like, people, nobody's going to get it. It like looks like a Hitler joke. People don't get Hitler jokes because they're very afraid of everything about Hitler. I actually have an old joke that, that uh, you know, politics aside, that guy was a real go-getter. You have to admire him for his gumption. But anyway, Trump is nothing like that. Trump goes back on everything he says. So anyway, so the Mars retrograde in Scorpio, what are you angry about? What do you fear? What what repels you? What repulses you? What makes you want to do Marsy things to get away from somebody or something? Or you know, to respond negatively or impatiently. Basically you could look at it this way. What has you impatient the last few weeks? What seems to be Burrowing a like a bunch of peas under your otherwise placid flat mattresses. <laughs> you know. What's bothering you? And ask questions, what is this? Where does it come from? What am I angry about? You'll get an answer. Part of you will say, bitch, 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 moan, moan, moan. Uh, resentment, regretment, resentment, regretment, blah blah blah. But what's really happening, you have to look behind the surface, because with Mars retrograding on Scorpio, stuff from under the surface is being dug up, and it's not pleasant. So another thing about Scorpio, I said about control issues, another thing about Scorpio is hiding so as not to spew negativity everywhere. Now, we all know people who have strong Scorpio energies who make no effort to hide, but a lot of Scorpio people, or, or people with strong energy, in that way, will internalize things to make sure that others don't get hurt. And then, of course, internalizing that energy means it's uh, a closed circuit, it's swirling around inside them, and it, it's very destructive. And pressure cooker begins to build, right? The temperature builds, the pressure builds. But that's a main motivation, is to not want to share what is negative, even though the person may feel it. So right now, whatever is... Um, you know, whatever jibs in your craw or whatever, whatever pees under your mattress, what burrs under your saddle, um, you don't want to throw it around. Of course, I think that's responsible. That's laudable. That is great. But you must become more consciously aware of it. Now, this will come up because it's Mars retrograde in Scorpio. It will come up more as you try to do things that you think you want or to not do things you know you don't want. (laughs) Um, Your desire function needs some checking in with. You need to check in with why do I really want that? Why is it that I don't want that? Remember the attraction repulsion, desire repulsion thing of, of Mars Retro and Scorpio, the first answer may not be the full answer. So why why am I resistant to that? Why do I want to um, get that thing out of my life? And keep asking questions, but know that you're stronger than pain and fear and anger and resentment and whatever that might come up. Know that you're stronger than than jealousy. Know that you can handle whatever it is if you're grounded. Okay, so let's do a let's do a little. Um, I hate intolerance. Thing. Let me go. Let me go back to the chart here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just a very basic karmic profile. Um, um, Sat- uh, the, the Sagittarius South Node uh, for Trump is in the fourth house. So he's very defined by tribal issues. Sagittarius. That's the fourth house with Moon there. It doubly adds that he cares about his tribe. Sagittarius works through the lens of belief and is typically pretty close-minded. Like, somebody with a Gemini north node needs to find out that he's wrong all the time. So Sagittarius is, I believe what I believe, I know what I know, Uh, but you can't back it up with facts. You can't, uh, because facts are about Gemini. Beliefs and ideals are about Sagittarius. So he's conditioned over many lives. He's kind of a blowhard and a bunch of lies, probably. Um the south node ruler is sun, that's opposite the south node. So he actually needs to learn how to develop a healthy sense of ego. So that's not right. The south node ruler is Jupiter. Sorry, I'm just a little scattered. That's in Libra with Chiron. Well, his blustering is actually the same brand as Putin's blustering. Because Putin has sun, Neptune, Chiron, and Libra together. I'm afraid of how they see me. I'm afraid of looking weak. So South Node Ruler is in the second house of self-esteem with Chiron and Libra. I care way too much about what others think of me, so I have to overcompensate by being a tough guy. That's a huge part of this personality imbalance that's running for president. Um, yeah, the Jupiter's retrograde. So it's like over the course of his life at some point he's got to figure out that what he's doing is not working and he will we can have compassion for people because they're divine beings who works in progress like you and me that every other person is a soul like you and like me Um, and everybody's going to figure out how to correct their imbalances through pain, hardship, or joy, and, and creativity. One way or the other, everyone figures it out. Even if that's in the moment on the deathbed, beginning to pass, and all the loved ones come by and say, dude, you were wrong, and you give it up, and you go into the light, and you're like, fuck yeah, I was wrong. Everybody figures it out. So it's easy to hate intolerance. <laughs> but, but part of my thing about doing karmic astrology, evolutionary astrology, and teaching the soul's journey stuff is in inviting you to view every other human as a soul just like you and me. Just like you. We're all in this together. We're all learning how to go from fear into love. So a lot of his blustering is about this. And and uh, Juno is here. The asteroid Juno at 14 Libra. Chiron's at 14 as well, really tight there. And then Jupiter retro Jupiter's at 17 and a half. And um, Juno says, I'm committed. kind of thing I'm going to commit to. So basically, he's going he's gonna to pick a way of presenting self-esteem, a way of presenting a mask, Libra, of self-esteem and stick to it. Now, it doesn't mean he ever sticks to anything he says. Because that would be conviction. He doesn't have that. Because he is a walking construct of insecurity. Okay. Um... Then we have that stuff on the North Node. I'm saving Pluto for last. If you guys know my Pluto work, you know it's there's going to be something in here. Pluto for, Pluto for last. So Sun-Uranus conjunct the Gemini North Node in the 10th. When a planet is conjunct the North Node, and all of this is spelled out, these techniques that I use, and these perspectives are spelled out in the Soul's Journey trilogy of books. Trilogy means that there are three of them. So when a planet's on the North Node, you don't know how to do it. You don't know how to do it in a grounded, healthy, sane way. You are conditioned in many lives by being born into situations that symbolize the south node. The north node is always 180 degrees away. So it's the opposite. So he's born into a moon-Sagittarius fourth house saturated place and he needs to grow into Gemini tenth house Sun Uranus. But because he's conditioned, he's born into family systems, nobody will, nobody in those many lives, those souls all agree not to be able to model healthy sun Uranus and Gemini 10th house energy. So when you have a planet conjunct the north node natally, it's really common to have an idea of what it's supposed to look like, but never have anybody really teach you the ins and outs, or even positive negative models. You just kind of go with what you think. And you'll be really attuned Everybody with a planet on his or her north node, natally, will be super attuned to other people participating in the stereotype that you're carrying. Sun, what does it mean to have an ego? What does it mean to have an opinion? Uranus, what does it mean to be free? Now, Trump embod- T-Rump embodies the worst of Sun and Uranus together which is intolerance bombasticism relativism going back on everything you say in Gemini thinking that you're smarter than everybody else and failing to hear there's a there's a this can be a bias with Uranian people who are at can actually be very smart and quick Uranus can make the mind move fast especially in Gemini especially on the sun in Gemini uh, good with words good with ideas but if you never listen, you never grow. If you think you're better than everybody else, you never grow. There's no teamwork, which is why all the coverage is happening about T. Rump's campaign problems. He doesn't understand the value of a team because he has an assumption, a karmic assumption, of what it would look like to be a strong person. And this is what we're seeing. It's bluster, as we all know. So, son Uranus, healthy ego, healthy, developing freedom, um, individuation, he's not individuated either. He's not even close. He's not self-aware, which is a positive Uranus trait. So, essentially, it's a lot of Gemini stuff that keeps him from any kind of actual, you know, you know, as appearing to most of us as if he is a human because he seems just this construct of boisterous, egocentric personality. But he is a soul just like you and just like me. And just because he hates intolerance, which is what I imagine the thought bubble that's always floating over his head says, if he were in a cartoon. That's not a quote from him. Like like a long time ago, last year I did a karmic profile of um Ted Cruz right, before the the presidential race really started to heat up. And uh, the episode, of it was one of the Soul's Journey radio shows, and the episode was called Compromises for Losers. That is a quote from Ted Cruz. So so I Hate Intolerance is not, but it's kind of like what I imagine is, is floating around in his head and heart all the time. So just because he does, doesn't mean we should hate him. We should not hate his hate of intolerance, right? This is pretty obvious to you, but I'm saying this more for me than you probably, because I'm the one who last week in the car got mad. <laughs> it doesn't matter what a politician might say. I don't get mad, but I did. You know, I did. Um, so yeah, so, so an assumption with the planet on the North Node, what it would look like. And so being critical and putting people down and being intolerant and, and using everything you can against people. That's a very combative Sun Uranus kind of idea. And it's in the 10th house. What does it mean to be successful in the 10th house? What it it really means from a spiritual point of view is participating in the strength and healing and health of a community. 10th house is about being of service in some way. But his idea, his karmic misconception is that it's being in charge. Um, I'll do a Clinton profile soon. I've been meaning to do these for months, uh, and I've been just kind of quiet till, till a couple weeks ago. I'll do one another because she's got a tenth house karma thing too, uh, and it's a really interesting story. It's different. It's very different. But with him, he thinks that, I mean, he thinks he's doing the right things. He he believes because he's living out the karmic assumption. Of, of what it would mean to have a son in the 10th conjunct Uranus now leadership in the 10th house is not about taking we, we live in the leadership in the 10th house it's about responsibility for a community it's about participating in the world in order to help build it better in order to help build it with it with the community But his assumption for many lives is that people who are famous get all the good shit, I want the good shit, they win, I want to win, I'm a winner, I'm going to win, and here he is, he's running for president. It's infantile. He's a 70-year-old infant, right, with this id problem. Okay, so just because he hates intolerance doesn't mean we should hate intolerance or hate him. Let's have compassion for a soul that is learning over the course of many lives that this, what he's living out, brings nothing that's of value. That this ethos he's chasing his entire life just to be in charge. He doesn't even want to be president. This is about his brand. This is about publicity because he thinks fame is the be-all end-all. He thinks being a household word on the, on the, you know, in the hearts and minds of every person, being famous, being known, is the apex of human evolution. And because he's a winner, he's going to win it. And for more than half the people in this country, he's a joke. And he can't see it. Because he chooses not to be self-aware. So let's have compassion for somebody who's creating suffering for himself in that way. Just as when you see somebody who is uh, doing something self-destructive or damaging and you say, oh, God, that stings. Let's have compassion for him, too. Because what about him is good? What about him makes him a winner? If you're finding this uh, MP3 or if you follow my work, you're not stuck in the paradigm that if everybody knows your name, then you're doing something right. Because the other side of the 10th house living is infamy. And he will be infamous. He will be laughed at for generations for being a loser. Not because he didn't win the presidency, but because of how he comports himself. He'll be the laughingstock in this country much more than uh, put on a pedestal. Okay. Pluto on the 12th, Pluto is the empowerment journey a soul has a person go uh, undergo. Empowerment involves strength and confidence and the loss or lack of them. Empowerment and disempowerment are all part and parcel of the same story. 12th house is about connecting to the masses. It's about knowing God or goddess. It's about getting to the truth of things. It's about living in harmony with the way things work here. With you know, so some people are mystical with Puto on the twelfth. Some of them are creative. You have comics and actors, as well as gurus and yogis, whatever. Um, are, are arty, arty, things, right? Puto in the twelfth says the soul says. I need to learn how to surrender my will to something higher. So you get all manner of control issues that come up as as a human personality navigates the soul's intentions to give it up, to surrender. So the more the person with Pluto in the 12th fights for egoic supremacy, the more things will crumble because the universe is not about the, the supremacy or domination of a single individual's ego. So one idea here is you can't fight City Hall. Another thing is uh something about uh oh this one killed me when I was younger. I hated this one. Um, uh When I make plans, God laughs. I fucking hated that. I heard it a lot when I was a kid. Anyway, I put it on the twelfth and I need to surrender, but it can't be through some like powerless resignation that that uh I'm fighting God or something, fighting City Hall, fighting God. So put on the 12th, you need to surrender, you need to learn to work with life, you need to give up the fear of trusting life. That is ultimately what awaits T. Rump, Donald T. Rump. That's what awaits him. And I imagine him on his deathbed finding out he was all wrong. It doesn't matter how long he lives. He He could live to be 200 years old. It doesn't matter. He'll probably outlive me. I don't care. Because I know he's going to get to the place where he confronts the truth of the thing, which is not what he's decided the truth is. The truth of what life is, what life serves. And please, listener, imagine, if you will, T. Rump, after he passes, the veil is dissolving, the doorway to the light is opening. I always imagine it a doorway. It's not a doorway. It's just a convenient device. Because when I'm doing mediumship and some spirits stuck on earth, I can say, look, look what it looks like. And then I can reach up into the heavens and pull this door open and say, oh, look at the light. Can you see the light streaming through the door? And they say, oh, my God, there's light. Anyway, it's a device. But then the door opens and his great aunt, whatever, Matilda, or whatever, peeks through and says, T-Rump, we love you. Come to the light. <laughs> And he says, "Um, I don't believe in that nonsense. And she says, here is the major purpose and function of all of your major decisions and relationships in life. And he goes, holy fucking shit, I was wrong about everything. And she says, yeah, just let it go. Come to the light. And he says, I don't know if I can. Put on the 12 people need to surrender to a higher truth. But they've had experiences in many lives of going with the flow and feeling disempowered. So a lot of control dynamics. I always teach my students, because I I, I wanted to keep myself out of this, but I think it's a really... I see that Trump bombastic ego shit in myself. And you could say, well, yes, Tom, you are an egotistical fucker, and we know that. Um, I did get somebody commenting on the mass shootings uh, MP3, commenting on my Facebook post about it, saying that I was cocky, essentially... Indicating that because I wasn't Christian or something, what I was saying was cocky. I don't know. It was kind of it was it was kind of hard to understand. Um, but apparently, he's lost somebody, and he felt that my comments were insensitive or something when I was talking about a spiritual perspective, a bird's eye view on why people shoot each other, why these happen, because we're all learning about how to deal with emotions and disempowerment. Anyway, yeah, I'm not part of anybody's death cult, zombie cult. That's true, I'm not part of any of that. So anyway, put on the twelfth can appoint oneself to be the best thing ever because having submitted to God or whatever, whatever deity surrogate, you know, insert name of deity here, has disempowered you. So I trusted God and I got screwed over, so I'm not going to do that anymore. Or I trusted society and I got screwed over, I'm not going to do that anymore. Nobody's going to walk all over me. There's that thing with Pluto in the 12th. So I've tried to focus, I've really been really specific on these elements in t chart that, that I'm focusing on. Um, and Pluto in the 12th is kind of a core, underlying, fundamental element of personality in anybody, Pluto. So Pluto in Leo needs... To figure out how to have ego. So I said, Sun, which is related to the Leo archetype, Sun's conjunct the North Node. Nobody ever taught him how to have an ego. And in a bunch of lives, he's probably told he can't have an ego. So he rebels, Uranus' son. He rebels by inflating and distorting the truth so that he doesn't have to be vulnerable. Putin and the 12 people can get nothing done that's useful and actually evolutionary and revolutionary without being vulnerable. That's why I tell my students, even though it's painful, about the ways that I argue with my spirit guides sometimes. <laughs> because, because when you learn about spirit guides, you realize there's nothing to argue about, except sometimes you have resistance, and you don't want to give up control over something because you don't trust, you don't have faith. Put on the 12th about developing faith, and Trump... Is showing us he's a model for us of what it looks like when you don't accept things as they are, and you take to an extreme the patriarchal builder mindset that I'm never gonna be hurt, I'm not gonna uh, feel pain, I'm gonna do whatever I want, I'm gonna you know taking that to an extreme. So he's an example of what it's like to not surrender ego, not to trust life, not to do anything in an evolutionary way because that requires humility. If you say, I want to change this thing in my life, and you call a practitioner like me, this person will say, okay, let's talk about your thought patterns. Let's talk about what you believe and and what narrative you're reinforcing every day in that you know inner place you think you call your mind. What are you doing that... Is manifesting as this unhappiness. He can't do that. He he's too scared to lose control, so he puffs himself up. So let's all have compassion for T-Rump. Now that North Node's in Gemini in the tenth, and as I said, tenth house North Node is to stop being—I didn't say it this way, but but stop being um, so tribal, us versus them, which is a fourth house idea. And to move into serving a community, being of service. But again, he believes that the apex of his life is to have this brand, which is tenth house, tenth house Gemini. He's an advertising person. You know, he's selling his name. So Uranus on the North Node people need to free themselves. They've never been taught how to individuate. Some people on the with people with sun on the north node, have never been taught how to have a healthy ego, how to express an opinion in a healthy way. And what comes with that sun on the north node is not needing to speak. Like, every Gemini does not do this. Every Gemini with with sun conjunct Uranus does not do what he does. My mom has that. My mom has uh, sun Uranus retro Mercury in Gemini in the 8th. She doesn't bombastically force her ego on people. This is about his, his misconception of what the purpose of his life is. And so, so in the last thing to, to mention about having compassion for this soul, um, imagine a life when nobody cares about your opinion. Imagine a life where you inherit the family business no matter what you would want to do. When you inherit the family religion no matter what you want to do. Basically, when you're told who you are, based in a threat of being disowned if you don't follow through and do what you're told. That's not his life story in this life, you know, literally. But that's what a Sagittarius moon on the fourth house south node is about. Being expected to be a certain kind of person. So he hasn't individuated. He hasn't given himself permission to figure out, to learn healthy ways of having an ego and being free. He's reinforcing his South Node stuff with this us-versus-them stuff. And, of course, with no conviction, no courage. And conviction is Sun on the North Node. Conviction is Pluto, but his is in the 12th, and he's afraid to find out that it's okay to trust and let go because you will experience pain when you do why don't you want to be vulnerable because you'll experience pain of course that's why people prevent themselves from having to do that they don't want that so let's have compassion for somebody who's in process and because he has no conviction he couldn't possibly be um... he couldn't possibly be elected because the scrutiny the 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 knobs on the scrutiny board are already being turned up for actually wanting to know what his policies are, and he's being evasive and and double-speaking constantly. Um, I will say one thing about his progressed son. uh, At this point, I think it's a month. It's five minutes of arc away from his ascendant, and then that's two minutes away from uh, Virgo. So he's definitely at, we could say, the biggest transition place of his life. Um, when your when your progress son passes through the twelfth, you collect to the connective and you sorry, you connect to the collective in some way. You absorb its concerns, you do something. When the when the progressed son crosses your ascendant, you individuate and you make a statement about who you are. Now given all those things that I've said about him and his journey and, and his um you know how he has developed character Uh, such as it is, you know, with these uh, personality imbalances and these emotional fears, Um, given that, you know, he's got a big opportunity, but, you know, doesn't mean he does anything with it that's different than before. But he's going to start feeling more self-consciously that his decisions have impact. He's going to notice the results of what he chooses a lot more with the progressed sun hitting the ascendant. He's going to see himself as re- and then of course Virgo right after that. He's going to see himself as responsible for what he has created instead of us versus them uh all that fear stuff and those uh blame blame game things that that he's been uh that he's been uh working with. So you have insecurities. I do. Everyone we've ever met has insecurities. We all have vulnerabilities. Well, what keeps us from acting like he does? And, and, and I think part of it, at least, might be that we don't want to be jerks. But he realize he is responding to a karmic suppression of, of son, what it means to have an ego. He's responding to that. So he is hell-bent on this because, hell-bent on being who he's become, because he is responding to imaginary blocks. Essentially, anybody can own ego. Anybody can own the right to say yes and no without making other people wrong. But he is responding to a karmic problem where somebody or something has suppressed him. He doesn't realize that, of course. He's not you know, aware on that level. But he's been expected to be who he should be, and he's fighting against that, which is how his whole thing about political correctness. He's going to respond to that strongly always because, um, don't tell me what to think, and I'm going to say whatever I think. I'm going to say whatever I want because um he doesn't know how to be in the tenth house in a healthy way. He doesn't know how to build a community. He doesn't know how to build a team of any kind. And people who are actual leaders, they develop teams. They delegate responsibility. They pick people who help them build things, but it's all about his brand, his brand as his inflated ego. So he doesn't know how to do that. Hey, um, thanks for hating intolerance with me during this uh, forty minutes or so. I'm am T- Tom from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, obviously, energy worker, and channel. And uh, there's a lot of books and um and. Ener- Energetically programmed stones and crystals and energy work MP3s and events and courses, including the four day healing intensive Family and the Conspiracy of Love in Tucson in late August. You can read all about that at tdjacobs.com. Thank you for um, playing with me. Bye bye.